welcome to show 91. How on earth did that happen? Oh my gosh, we are so glad that you are joining in to listen to this show because it is going to be something else. We're doing something else indeed. We've decided to put together three of our favorites from other shows, and I picked from show three, Time to Get Your Hearing Tested. Don't forget to turn up your hearing aids and listen in. Does your day sound like this? Where's the coffee? Why can't I find the damn coffee? Can I help you? What? I'm not new. I've been coming to this store for over 70 years. Oh, no, ma'am. I just wanted to help you find the coffee. What? I'm not huffy. I'm annoyed. They keep moving the damn coffee. Ma'am, the coffee is right here on these shelves. Elves? What elves? I don't want cookies baked by some stupid little elves. I want coffee, coffee, coffee. Just a damn can of coffee. Ma'am, you don't need to cuss. Fuss? Fuss? You're damn right I'm making a fuss. Are you going to help me or not? I'm not. You're on your own. (laughs) What? I'm not going home. I don't even have my coffee yet. I can't believe this service. If this scene is all too familiar, then maybe it's time for you to get your hearing checked. Call us at 1-800-HUH-I-CAN'T-HEAR-YOU or visit us at our website, www.huh-what-did-you-say.com. Hey, where's my coffee? Is there anyone in here who can help me or what? (laughs) (laughs) That was funny, Terry. I love that one, too. Now we get to do one of my favorites, and this was called Joe and Frank Clean the Garage. It's way back from show six, but God, I love this. Wait till you hear it. Hey, Joe, what are you doing out here? Oh, hey, Frank. Wife's been on me to get the garage cleaned up. Nag, nag, nag. Women, don't they get that this is our space? Right. So what's the problem? Uh, The wife says there's too much crap out here and that I need to let some of it go. What? Let it go? Serious? This stuff is priceless. I know, right? Every man cave needs these things. Hell, like these perfectly good tires. The tread isn't totally gone. Joe, aren't those from your gremlin? Yeah, and your point? Wasn't that the car you drove in high school? Okay, bad example. But you know, every man needs to have a workspace of his own. A man cave, stocked with nails Mm -hmm. and screws for all those projects the wife needs you to do around the house. Um, Joe, didn't Carol ban you from doing any more repair work around the house? So, you cut up one, one antique table to patch the backyard fence, and you never hear the end of it. Maybe Carol's right. She, What? Uh... A man needs to put his foot down and carve out his own space to hell with the consequences. I don't know, Joe. Hey, what's in those boxes? Oh, that's my magazine collection. <laughs> I have some real beauties in there. Whoa, that's some hot stuff. Woo-woo. I know what a rack she has. I had a truck just like her. She was a sweet ride. And this baby here? Joe? Oh, hi, Frank. Hey, Carol. Uh, Joe, I expect this garage cleared out today. But honey... Uh, Don't you honey me. We had a deal. The junk goes today. 
Whoa, Joe, you weren't kidding. Yeah, wife's all fired up over nothing. She seems to think a garage is for cars. (laughs) (laughs) Women. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Joe and Frank cleaned the garage. That was one of my favorites too. That was the first time I got to do a male voice in our recordings and what a challenge that was. But we switched from that to my very next favorite one, and that was when I got to do my Southern Belle. It is called The Big Brave Cowboy. It's from show 19. Little backstory on this one. When the illustrious Beth Toy wrote this (laughs) script, she had all of us mixed up as far as who was going to take on what roles. Oh, I remember that. And it ended up being something totally different, and the magic just happened. Well, Martha, how does it feel? How does what feel, Fern? Being married to that big, brave cowboy? I can't believe my little sister is married to the sheriff of Dead Patch. It's nice. Nice? That's all you have to say? Well, here it is, the year 1902, and every woman in this side of Kansas is envious of you. Chester is strong, handsome, and has the power to put any man in jail. Why, he even has the outlaws shaking in their boots. Yes, it's nice. Something is wrong with you, Martha. You've been married just a few months, and when you were caught in Chester, you couldn't wait to marry him. Spill the beans. What's going on? Well, Fern, he's not the man I thought he was. What do you mean? Well... I have to just decide everything, Fern. He wasn't like this before. I know I'm responsible for the women's chores like the cooking and the cleaning and the sewing and the mending clothes, but it's like he doesn't have a mind anymore. I have to wake him up every morning, tell him what to wear, remind him to put on his sheriff's badge. Why, he even asked me if he should put Clem in jail last week. Land oh mercy, Martha. Old Clem was so drunk last Friday night, he was shooting up Main Street and almost hurt somebody walking in front of the bank. I know. I told him, yes, Chester, you have to arrest him. You have to make an example to show the children of Dead Patch that you must be responsible for your actions. Well, what in heaven's name is wrong with him? I don't know, Fern. I have a mind to go visit his mama and see if she can shed some light on this. She is my mother-in-law now, and she and I do get along real nice. Good idea, Martha. You go pay Ma Baker a visit, and maybe bring her some baked muffins, some fresh baked muffins for her breakfast. Well, Martha did get up extra early the following morning, bake some blueberry muffins, and as soon as Chester left for the sheriff's office, she headed over to visit Ma Baker. Just a minute there. I'm coming. Uh, Well, land sakes, Martha, what are you doing here so bright and early, darling? I thought I'd bake you some blueberry muffins. Well, come in, dear. Sit down here at the table and I'll pour us some coffee to go along with those muffins. Thank you. Uh, You seem like there's something on your mind. What is it? You can tell me. I don't know how to begin, Ma Baker. It's... It's Chester. Good Lord, is he all right? Is he sick? No, no, he, he he's fine that way. It's just, well, it's just... What? 
He won't decide anything. When we were courting, he surprised me with flowers or candy and made plans to go for a buggy ride or the moving picture show or sometimes Miss Kitty's saloon for supper. Why, he had to ask me whether or not to arrest Clem last Friday night. What's wrong? Why has he changed so much? What am I to do? Oh, there, there. Now, Martha, I'll fix everything. How? Well, I have to say I'm sorry, dear. To be honest, Chester did all those things for you because I told him to. I swear if that boy didn't have his mama to wipe his nose, it would have dripped to the floor. It's my fault for cuddling him all his life. I told him that once he married you, he had to cowboy up and be a man. Now, don't you worry. I'll straighten that boy out. Well, Chester's mama visited the jailhouse a few hours later, went in, locked the door behind her, and gave him a piece of her mind. Rumor has it that even though nobody outside could make out exactly what she was yelling about, she was so mad that the horses tied to the fence post outside were nervous. Later that evening, when he got home, he apologized to Martha, brought her flowers, candy, and made her feel like the queen of Deadpatch. Martha stopped by to see Fern the next day and said, Fern, you would not believe it. My baker did help me. She had a long talk with Chester. He's the perfect man and just the way he was before. Legend has it, though, that a few years later, poor Chester fell into a horse trough and drowned. Martha became the sheriff, and Ma Baker was her deputy. Those women did such a spectacular job of running the town and making it prosper that they decided to change the name. Dead Patch just didn't fit it anymore, so they named it, of course, Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so much fun, I think I'm going to pick one more. In fact, I'm going to go way back to show 18 and pick a comedy sketch we did called I'd Pay Anything. You're going to love this one. Check it out. Here it comes. Dr. Smith, thank you for seeing me on such short notice. I really appreciate it. It's no problem, Mrs. Larson. One of my clients canceled her counseling session this morning, and I had an opening. What seems to be the problem? You said it was an emergency. You said it was a matter of life and death. It is the life or death of my marriage. I'm sure my husband is seeing another woman. Oh, my. Are you sure? Well, I overheard him on the phone, and he was saying things that could only mean he is cheating on me. Well, what did you hear? I heard him say that she was more beautiful than anything. Hmm. I heard him say that she had style and was full of love. Hmm. He said she was smart and that he can't wait to see how big it grows. Can you imagine that? I was disgusted. I even heard him say that he would pay anything for it. What else could that mean, doctor? Well, I'm sure you misunderstood, Mrs. Larson. Why don't you go home and talk to your husband? There must be some other explanation. Oh, thank you, Dr. Smith. I hope so, but I'm sure that my life is over. I'm sure that I will need many more sessions with you. Well, I have an associate that specializes in marital problems. You know, whether it's real or just in your mind. Let me start you on a program with him. Okay, Dr. Smith, whatever you say. Later that evening at the home of the Larsons. Honey, 
I'm home. Honey! Kate, where are you? I'm in the kitchen, dear. Kate, I need to talk to you about something very important. Please come into the living room and sit down. Oh boy, here it comes. I knew I was right. Surprise! What? What is... What? Surprise! Surprise! I got you a St. Bernard puppy. <gasps> just like the one you had when you were a little girl. <sighs> Isn't she cute? <sighs> She's just more beautiful than anything. She has style and is so full of love. Oh. I can't wait to see how big she grows. I want to call her Samantha. Huh? I would have paid anything for her just to make you happy and see this look on uh, your face. Well, say something, baby. Are you happy, my love? Uh, happy? I'm thrilled that it's a puppy. I, I, I mean, I would have never guessed this in a million years. Oh, thank you. I love you so much. The next day... Hello, Dr. Smith's office. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Mr. Larson. May I speak to Dr. Smith? One moment, please. Hello, this is Dr. Smith. Hey, baby, your plan worked perfectly. She didn't suspect a thing. And that idea you had of sending her to another counselor was simply genius. <laughs> I even named the puppy Samantha after oh. you, of course, my love. Her appointment with the new counselor is today after work, and she booked a two-hour session. Ooh. Meet me at the Hilton in 20 minutes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope you have enjoyed this show. Actually, this is show 91. Can you believe it? Wow, I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Well, we hope that you uh, tune in again. And remember, you can find us on www.dbtv.com, on our wonderful website, babesinvoiceland.com, and on Apple Podcast. And uh, I think we should do this again one of these days. What do you think? Well, actually, I think our listeners should stay tuned because they never know when we're going to put together some more of our favorites for their laughter on the go. (laughs) (laughs) 